I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Because, uh... I can't say I thought it was, there was a lot of chaotic energy before we came on air. So I don't know <laughs> no. if it's sad or if there was a tornado. No, what I think there's a reason why I'm feeling Jeez. this way. Because I did not have date night last night, and I'm feeling a bit off. Uh, my partner is on a deadline with work, and he refuses to see me because he says I'm a distraction. I would refuse to see you as well. It makes sense. If he has to focus, you probably do. I mean, just your noises alone here in the studio distract me. So I wonder how it feels to be Chris at times where he's like, I also want to have sex with you too. No. No, if anything, that's the reason why I'm a distraction. Not because that's of That's what I'm saying. All of those things. All of those things combined into one. Can you explain? All right. The noise thing. <sighs> <sighs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm a cartoon character. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Ah! There was wow. like 7,000 so noises that just of, happened. Soundtrack of my life right there. If it's quiet, just know Shira will have her own sound effects <laughs> via her mouth. Oh, my God. It's so God. strange. I mean, it is a funny. I, I like sitting it, but... in silence sometimes, but that is just not anything that Shira can't achieve. I do sit in silence. No. I don't need to talk ah. to you. It just doesn't mean I'm not going to have anything to ah. feel. Oh. Th- wow. That is literally all your noises. It sounds like a Pokemon or something. Pokemon. <laughs> oh, my God. Do we have to go through this again? All right. Well, we've got lots coming up on the show. Oh, my God. You kind of made me laugh. Wow. You're, you're very... Actually, this is this is what I needed. The levity I needed in my life. Huh, uh, that's so good. We're going to be... Um, you know, a lot of people complain about the 40-hour work week. Well, we have a writer on who's going to talk about why uh, we need to just deal with it and how to, how to get through it. Because, uh, you know, a lot of people keep saying that it's not right you know we want a shorter week longer weekend but maybe part of it is just accepting that this is what adulting is all about that's a 4 25 p.m Pacific, 7 25 p.m eastern okay. whoever that person is sounds awful it actually was a viral article that was in the new york times the new yorker oh was, that's yeah. never a good start no that those are legit places. Yeah. This was actually I saw this. The New Yorker. The, I saw is this a legit and I was actually place. I saw I saw this article and I was really interested and I'm happy we got her on. Anyway, we're also going to be uh, talking about accusations of physical abuse against Zayn Malik. That's in the T report in a moment. Uh, but first, let's get into some what's trending this hour. 
Big news, former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo has been charged with forcibly touching a misdemeanor sex crime, according to documents filed in Albany City Court today. The criminal complaint alleges that Cuomo placed his hand under the blouse of the victim and onto her intimate body part. The incident allegedly occurred on December 7th, 2020 at the governor's executive mansion. Cuomo, of course, resigned in August over allegations of sexual misconduct, but has denied any wrongdoing. A spokesperson for Cuomo did not immediately return a request for comment, and that's according to NBC News. Now, as questions around whether the rich will have to contribute to President Biden's Build Back Better plan, here's what he has to say. For these plans are fiscally responsible. They are fully paid for. They don't add a single penny to the deficit. They don't raise taxes on anyone making less than $400,000 a year. In fact, they reduce the deficit. Here's how. I don't want to punish anyone's success. I'm a capitalist. I want everyone to be able to, if they want to be a millionaire or billionaire, to be able to seek their goal. But all I'm asking is, pay your fair share. Pay your fair share. Now, the CDC on October 14th added mental health conditions to a long list of mostly physical conditions that make someone likely to be hospitalized, need a ventilator, or die of the coronavirus, including cancer, diabetes, and obesity. So, yeah, they're adding mood disorders as a COVID risk factor. (laughs) And I just mentioned the story that you mentioned earlier that we were going to do is by Roxanne Gay. We just talked about it like it was not that big of a deal. Roxanne Gay is huge. I just oh, she is I said like it was a big deal. A, a huge author. I said it was a big deal. Well, we I, got the Ryan Mitchell stamp of approval now. It's Roxanne Gay! <laughs> lead with that. It's like you're burying the lead. That's a good moment, but she's not going to be on the show. Confirmed Now, <laughs> as we finalize what's funny this hour, uh, so again... The change will allow millions of people with mental health conditions to get booster shots. So if you have any sort of mental health condition, you're eligible now as part of this. The change means it's important for people with these disorders, uh, including depression, schizophrenia, spectrum disorders, to get vaccinated with initial doses and boosters and take preventative measures such as masking, social distancing and hand washing, according to the CDC. There you go. That was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news, Ryan? Yeah, Gigi Hadid's mom, you know, Yolanda Hadid, um, former Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, um, she is claiming that Zayn Malik hit her. It's time for the Tea Report, those pop culture stories trending right now. So a TMZ report Thursday claimed Malik, or Malik, why did I say Malik? Oh my God, well... I know why I said Malik, but that's none of y'all business. Um, A TMZ report claimed that Zayn had hit Yolanda and that she is considering filing a police report. It's unclear what sparked the alleged incident. Um, Well, Zayn has responded. Okay. He said in a notes app statement published to his Twitter page that he would, quote, not contest claims that arose from the argument, but would prefer it to be a, quote, private matter. Well... So you did hit her. Now I'm, yeah. Um, Here's a little bit more of his statement. He says, quote, as you all know, I'm a very private person. I I very much want to create a safe and private space for my daughter to grow in. A place where private family matters aren't thrown on the world stage for all to poke and pick apart. In an effort to protect that space for her, I agreed to not contest claims arising from an argument I had with a family member of my partner's who entered our home while my partner was away several weeks ago. 
Wow. Um, of course, you know, he shares a one-year-old daughter, uh, Kai, with Gigi Hadid. Uh, that is her mom, Yolanda. Um, uh, and he basically acknowledged that despite his efforts, there remains a divisiveness within his family that affects how he parents Kai. This is all very vague and strange. Well, he's a very vague and strange person, but to not contest the claims just screams guilty. Mm-hmm. So it's great. Like, even if you didn't hit her, something happened that she felt you laid her hands on her and she did not like it. It's strange. It's a problem. Yep. It's, it's a big problem. But there's a lot of housewife news coming up in my T report. So get ready for it because it's just getting started. Okay. Uh, well, are Democrats making um, a huge mistake? What do you. I had something else, but I'll save it for next right, hour. So it's going to be special then. Okay, there you go. That's the yeah. tease. Stick around for that. Are Democrats making a huge mistake by dropping paid medical and family leave? This is just sad. Uh, we're going to talk more about that next with Politico after this. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. As Democrats continue to drill into the social spending bill, it seems paid family and medical leave have been taken out. Back with us is Daniel Lippman, reporter for Politico covering the White House in Washington. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. So is Manchin the reason for all of this or just the figurehead here? He, he keeps on being brought up for the reason all these things are being taken out. Why does he have so much power to sway these decisions? Well, he has so much power because he's the most conservative Democrat in the Senate, and it's a very narrow majority. It's like 50-50. And so uh, that's why Vice President Harris is the uh, deciding vote. Uh, But she is not the one with the power here. It's Manchin because he wants to make it as conservative as, as possible and cut out provisions that liberals like, like paid family leave. So talk to us about what's in and what's out of this Biden's latest spending proposal. So there's going to be significant um, investments in climate change uh, and trying to uh, combat it. So it's not going to be the the way that they had wanted it initially, uh, but it's uh, going to, I think it's going to make a a big difference. Uh, And then there's going to be other, uh, you know, social spending, uh, like expanding access to Obamacare um, and, uh, you know, the infrastructure package is going to be uh, part of this um, in terms of you know, improving our roads and bridges uh, and kind of a host of other things. But it's not going to I think the most important thing is that the size, you know, the size is much smaller than Democrats had wanted. Definitely. I mean, is the paid family and medical leave a pretty big deal to be taken out? Had it been included previously? Yeah, it was part of the original $3.5 trillion package. And it's a, it's a big deal because Democrats don't get a majority in Congress plus the presidency uh, very often. And so it could be another 10 years before we see something like this. Wow. Uh, and so maybe Manchin won't even be in the Senate then or the country will have moved more to the left. And I think Democrats are just really mad because he was worried that, oh, it could hurt the solvency of Social Security. But he didn't really have any good arguments for that. And also um, people like Kirsten Gillibrand, who is the main proponent of this, pointed out that with paid family leave, women are more likely to go back into the workforce after having a kid. And so that actually helps Social Security's solvency Mm. because, uh, you know, people are paying uh, into the Social Security system. Definitely. And 
that all makes sense. And I hear they also dropped the idea of a billionaire tax to help pay for it all. Is that true? Yeah. And so they're still trying to figure out exactly. It's, it's a little fluid. Um, I think there will probably be increased taxes on the rich, but it might not be uh, the billionaire level. Um, it's, you know, they're, they're trying to find those revenue raises, raisers. And, um, but I think a lot of Democrats are disappointed, but they also know that they need to pass something because otherwise right. there's uh, basically no chance that they would hold the Senate or the House next year. Oh. Yeah, because I really want to know, it feels like Biden at this point is really kind of stuck in the middle. Unfortunately, it, it feels like this is going to be the norm where Democrats are going to continue this infighting no matter what happens moving forward. Is that something that we're going to see? Because clearly no one's on the same page. I don't think you're going to see as much infighting once this package passes because there will be much just fewer things to fight about. Uh, you could see some isolated instance where, you know, conservative and moderate Democrats want to have one thing and then liberals want to have another. And so this is still not AOC's party. The party is moving to the left, but not in places like West Virginia. Mm. Uh, it's mostly on the coast and among, uh, you know, elites who populate Twitter. It's not as much among the average Democratic voter in places like Iowa and New Hampshire. Definitely. So I guess when is this, I keep asking this to reporters, but are, when are we going to see this land? Anytime soon? Is this going to be before the holidays? I think it will be, you know, there's a bunch of holidays coming up, Thanksgiving, yeah. Christmas. I think it will be before Christmas because they have to finalize legislative language and, and text. Um, we're kind of looking at a framework we have now. Um, but there is more work to be done, and there's more votes to be done. And so I think they really wanted to get that framework um, kind of agreed upon before Biden goes to Europe. So he has something to, so he doesn't have to worry about what's going on in Washington when he's having his, you know, G20 and the uh, climate summit. And so that he can show the world, hey, look, look how much uh, we're doing on climate change. Um, everyone else has to. Uh, you know, kind of come along for the ride, make sure that they're playing their part, not just the U.S. Totally. Unfortunately, those the social services part, I don't think we can compare it to some of the other countries. Uh, but thank you for yeah. joining us. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That was Daniel Lipman, a reporter at Politico covering the White House and Washington. Now coming up next, Facebook is trying to reposition its brand, but will it work? We get into their plans next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Well, at an event today, Mark Zuckerberg announced that Facebook is rebranding itself and focusing on building the metaverse. To reflect who we are and what we hope to build, I am proud to announce that starting today, our company is now Meta. Our mission remains the same. It's still about bringing people together. Our apps and their brands, they're not changing either. And we are still the company that designs technology around people. But now we have a new North Star to help bring the metaverse to life. Okay. You know, one time I met a, mm-hmm. a guy who told me to join QAnon. Oh. That was nice, right? Yeah, I felt that. Thanks. Well, Rebecca Howell is back with us, reporter for Open Source, covering artificial intelligence algorithms and automation for Vox. Thanks for being here for this. This is Rebecca Super Bowl. Yep. Thanks for having me. I mean, what did you think about this announcement today? Were you just like watching virtually, being like, okay, this is happening? What's your initial reaction as a reporter? 
I think that it's going to take a lot of work for a lot of people to call this company Meta instead of calling it Facebook. And I think it's going to be really hard for people to forget all of the different problems that have popped up with this social media app. But of course, hearing about the metaverse is really exciting and people like the idea of this futuristic uh, virtual world that uh, Mark Zuckerberg is talking about. Yeah, I'm not even going to lie. I after watching some clips of the video of him like doing the touring of this metaverse or this virtual reality place. It looks actually really cool, but I I think a lot of people are confused is facebook.com now going to be metabook.com or meta.com or is this just a corporate change? Can you clarify and break that down? So, what Mark Mark Zuckerberg said today is that the company is now called Meta, and now it's going to have two separate businesses. It's going to have its metaverse business, which is building like the virtual reality headsets and the technology and the AI that's going to create this giant simulated artificial world. And then there's going to be the second set of businesses that are the existing social media apps. So I think that as far as I understand, Facebook is like .com is still going to be Facebook, but that's just going to be a much smaller part of the overall ambitions of this company that we're now calling Meta. And in order to interact with Meta and experience it, do you need headsets? Like, they bought Oculus many years ago, these Oculus headsets. Is that the only way to experience it? So I think what was interesting about this conference is that a lot of the pieces of the metaverse are still being developed. So (laughs) the metaverse did not just suddenly appear. Um, it seems like one of the main ways that you could add, uh, aspect certain parts of Facebook's virtual reality platforms that it's building are through, uh, those virtual reality headsets, uh, that, you know, were made by Oculus. Now those are being rebranded as meta products. So those will certainly be part of the metaverse. But I think what's interesting about this is that Facebook is announcing all of these pieces of the metaverse before actually launching the experience. I think a lot of what you saw in the conference today is not doesn't necessarily exist yet, though lots of parts of it do. Yeah, you did kind of um, mention at the top of this a conversation that people, it's going to be hard for people to just be like, oh, calling Facebook meta at this point. It feels like they're really only changing this to get away from all of the kind of negative press and everything that's been coming out, you know, from the Wall Street Journal and all of these outlets recently. Is that something that they're trying to do and is it really going to work? So, during the conference, Mark Zuckerberg seemed to acknowledge all of the criticism of Facebook that's that's going on right now. It's it's not clear to me whether the actual goal that Facebook had to build the metaverse is it is um, a, an effort to distract from what's going on now. I think Mark Zuckerberg has has had that goal for a while, but it does feel very conveniently timed that all of this attention is being paid um, to the metaverse idea now, especially when people are thinking about all the other problems with the Facebook platform. So I I wouldn't know if I wouldn't be feel comfortable saying, oh, this was definitely intentional, but the timing is certainly curious and and it's interesting regardless. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because will it save them in just 30 seconds uh, from this potential probe from the Federal Trade Commission? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's pretty it's going to be unrelated to a lot of the regulatory Mm -hmm. uh, efforts that are looking at Facebook right now and 
I think it's really about the future and what this company wants to do. And it seems very clear that Mark Zuckerberg is no longer interested in just being a social media CEO. He wants to do something much more dynamic and much more high tech. Which I think is really cool. But honestly, I'm shocked that he's still like the face of this thing. Like he seems like he's not really the most social person, but he was really all over that little intro video of kind of announcing it, which makes sense from a CEO perspective. But just like, why not? create a new face or ring like he's get like a new face Steve Jobs of Facebook but <laughs> there's some about his face I just doesn't trust yeah I mean he it does seem like he's more excited about this than yeah, he has been excited about Facebook for a while which is certainly in- interesting to see but you know what about all the Facebook users that are still having issues on that mm-hmm. social media platform so true. exactly well uh, that was Rebecca Howell uh, from Vox thank you so much again Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. Uh, next up, why more young women are getting sterilized. This could get dark. That's next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Okay, young women more and more are getting sterilized. They basically don't want to have babies. They are saying humans are a mistake. And at 21, they're getting their tubes tied and this is becoming a growing movement even to the point where there's tiktok stars who share their journeys and experiences and even a uh, a reddit a subreddit that talks about it where uh, people ask each other and it's called by the way child free anti-natalism and fence sitters where they talk about you know uh they could find each other on social media other child free people and they give each other tips on um, how to deal with questions that they get about it all and how to live their life child-free, which sounds pretty peaceful, actually. <laughs> really? I thought you were considering that. No, actually, I do. it sounds peaceful, but I respect, listen, I respect people that make this decision. I do think the decision can change at different points in your life. Like, I look at how I felt about kids and all that at 21. A lot of these uh, 
young women are getting sterilized in their early 20s, which naturally is not a time. I mean, maybe back in the day, it was a time where you wanted to have kids and some people do. But I think most people this day and age, like that age, you don't want to have kids. So it's natural and normal to not want to have kids. Right. Uh, my, My worry here is them doing this really intense permanent procedure on themselves at that age and then yeah, 15 years later, possibly regretting it. Because I know I'm in my late 30s now and I'm like, yeah, now I feel and even now I'm like on the edge of it uh, because the clock is ticking. Yeah, I was watching The View and uh, Sunny and um, Sarah was talking about this in, the, in a sense of like being labeled. I think Sunny was 34 mm-hmm. when she had her, her child, well, her first kid and... Um, she was labeled a geriatric pregnancy yeah, at that and, and I'm like, that is so one awful too. Yeah. Thirty four still seems so young. Even when your age now is, seems young. But you're it's different when you talk about your body and our biology. Yeah. Like that is that's the reality. Like No, I get it. Yeah. Um and so we well, I don't get it Yeah, I don't but have we forget ovaries, but we forget about that. Um and so I, I think a lot of people I mean the biggest thing is that they cite climate change and just like the world. Uh, falling apart, it seems like they don't want to bring a child into this world. And also, yeah, if you if you care about the climate change and reversing it, you don't want to bring necessarily more people into the world. That's like a big thing. Yeah, but. I mean, I that's kind of been my thing when I've I've kind of gone back and forth with having uh, the idea about having kids or like moving forward with that. One, I feel like I'm still very young. I do want to you, you know find a partner. If not, you know, figure out being a financial place to to be able to have kids um but i don't know i feel like sometimes like recently this is about to get very dark recently okay i've been having like these weird strange dreams and i've been like meaning to look it up about like my dog dying it's being true and like apparently and i actually have it pulled up right here like what it symbolizes okay and well it it means like like if a like if it says it's the death of your dog represents a fear or, or realization of a loss or pending loss. Mm, okay. I don't know what that means. I haven't lost anything, but I've been having the same dream and I've been waking up in hives about it. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like awful. Yeah, that I told you it was going to get dark. That is uh, a nerve-wracking <laughs> dream. So for me, it's like I I just can't imagine. I consider Coco my child, and so I can't imagine having kids and having those same moments. Oh yeah, I think about like I get very nervous yeah. about that. Like I understand why there are such things as, hel- as helicopter parents. Totally. I literally woke up in the middle of the night and grabbed Coco and put her in the bed oh, with me. That's so sweet. Well, yeah, I, I give credit and I acknowledge. People who are just really good parents because it's why it is so hard. Yeah, including you. You do want to just protect this thing that you created. Yeah, right. And like this idea that you create this thing and then they go off and just live their life. And you're like, what? I I create. I did. Well, this it's much not even just. It's like a sacrifice of your own life as well. <laughs> totally. Because you don't. You don't have your own life anymore. It's not like you can drop everything and decide to go somewhere. No, you got to think about your responsibilities. Like that's that's for me is like playing into all of the thoughts of like, do I really want to have kids when I? Oh yeah, old? like I I'm now having conversations because of my egg freezing, like with close friends. You know, we, I have very few close friends that now are like that don't have kids right now. Right? Yeah, there's like the last few of us. Right. So we all talk and convene, and one of my friends was like, "Oh, I'm starting to talk about it with my partner." And, you know, we think we're going to try and like next year. And so I was like, well, I think I was thinking like end of 2022, 2023. And I'm like, that is very soon. I'm like, I mean, it's going to be here before you yeah. know it. Like, and oh and 
of, and a lot of people say you can't you have control to plan it. it like that. But yeah, too. people say you can't control it because a lot of times it is a surprise. Yeah, At the same time, but you I'm still like, kinda, well, you know. It's like you can't control it, but you, you still have to plan for it. Like, you got to be like, okay. That's what if I'm doing. I, if it happens as a surprise, at least I'm ready for it. That That is the ideal. It doesn't always happen like that. For me, I keep saying it's going to happen like that. But yeah. I haven't had any worries. So that's yeah. all I can say. Well. Coming up, we've got What's Trending This Hour. Uh, another reality star held at gunpoint during a robbery today. How would you today. tease that one after this dark conversation? That's coming up next <laughs> and more. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. We're back and of course more music coming up right here on Channel Q. But we've got more show for you. Uh, in a moment on the T-Report, we're going to tell you more about a reality star who was held at gunpoint during a robbery today. It's just really wild. Con- uh, a housewife. Yeah, reality stars. Yeah. I'm sorry, a housewife. From the real housewives. Of Beverly Hills. Yeah, isn't that a reality show? Yeah, but okay. I, I wouldn't say them okay. as just reality stars. It's not, yeah, they're, okay, the next level. It's they're a like difference. Great. Okay. Well, you that's in the tier watch. I don't. Wow. I'm not as deep as you. I'm just saying, the, the Beverly Hills Housewives are, is the best. Okay. And how parents are approaching vaccines for their kids. Uh, that is in 15 minutes. First, let's get into some what's trending this hour. A high school in Ohio canceled a student play after some local residents objected a gay character. Hillsborough High School in Hillsboro, about an hour east of Cincinnati, reportedly canceled the scheduled production of She Kills Monsters after weeks of rehearsals saying future plays and productions will be read and approved by the administration before we hold auditions. I would also like to apologize to the entire community for any stress or division this may have caused. Well, that's unfortunate because it's known as a play for that age group. It just happens to have a gay character. So, of course, they canceled it. Now, moving on to Florida, where Governor Ron DeSantis announced that he is suing the Biden administration over the vaccine mandate for federal contractors. Uh, today, the state of Florida has filed uh, another lawsuit against the Biden administration. This lawsuit challenges the Biden administration's order uh, imposing a vaccine mandate on federal contractors, which was uh, starting was to apply on December 8th. And so just because you're a business that does it has federal contracts, it's not right for the federal government to come in and rewrite those contracts and then try to shoehorn this in. Uh, this uh, seems like a waste of time. I would assume he has other things to do. Uh, Producer Vanessa was very passionate about this. Of course, having lived in Miami for a beat. All I wanted to say is that just people here like to sue. That's it. Oh, in the U.S. overall, yeah. In the U.S. I'm just going to sue you for everything. Yep. That is is the fact. When I moved here, because I'm Canadian... My parents always said, like, watch out. You know, everyone sues people, including Los Angeles. Anywho, uh, let's move on to some news coming out of L.A. <laughs> a new analysis reveals the academic gap at the nation's lar- uh, second largest public school system has widened a year after the pandemic. This recent Los Angeles Times analysis found that the percentage of A, Bs, and Cs earned by Latino students in the second semester of 2021 dropped by over 10 points. 
basically 79% to 68% compared with the fall of 2019 before the pandemic. For English language learners, the drop was steeper over 12 points. And Latino students make up almost three quarters of all students in the district. It's really unfortunate. I actually spoke to uh, two teachers over the weekend and they said that it's literally like, they, like their students are stuck from like in their mindset from two years ago, even though they're a certain age. Yeah. Well, yeah, the everything's kind of been placed on hold. The learning, unfortunately, kids were not able to learn in the ways that they probably were traditionally able to. And also and for them. yeah, and for communities, um, you know, Lat- like Latino students, a lot of them they were saying how their students had to take care of their families while their parents went out and they were frontline workers, right? So they wouldn't be on Zoom or anything, or they like there was the reality of that too of them like having to take care of the households. Um, during this time. So it's, it's really unfortunate, and I really hope that something is done, including with these types of studies coming out. That was What's Trending This Hour, What's Happening in Entertainment News, Ryan. So, yeah, one uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star was held at gunpoint doing a robbery today. It's time for the T-Report, those pop culture stories trending right now. Uh, Dorit Kimsley... Oh, Dorit... ...was reportedly held at gunpoint during a home invasion... Just one day after she returned from a trip to London. And it's actually super ironic because the reunion for Housewives, the Beverly Hills Housewives happening right now, and the la- the one from last night, she literally detailed her extensive wardrobe collection and her jewelry collection like she talked about it. Oh. And this was pre-recorded back in like yeah. September. But the timing of it and the fact that wow. robbers literally came to her house, a spokesperson for the LAPD, um, said the home invasion robbery took place at her home at 1050 uh, last night. Involved three male suspects. An unknown amount of property was taken. Um, now, here's the interesting thing. The Daily mm-hmm. Mail, was, uh, which was the first to report the news, claimed that the men broke in by smashing through the children's uh, classroom door. Two of the suspects allegedly walked into her bedroom while she was sleeping, and she woke up to them standing at the foot of her bed. She started to say, don't hurt my babies, don't kill me. Um, She allegedly begged the intruders. She says, I'm a mother, to which one of the men allegedly responded, kill her. Um, The intruders allegedly ransacked the house for about 20 minutes before making off with all of her jewelry and handbags. Now... Prayers for her family. Let me put that. Let me say that. Let's start out with the good. Let's start out with, you know, not the good, but let me start out with saying something like that, right? Compassion. She also, um, the the next season, I think it's season 13, is filming right now. Season 12 is filming right now, currently. She is not a part of the show this season, the next season. She got the chop. So people are wondering if this is like a big thing timely that's happening to get her her storyline back on the thing. I hope not. No. But the, think, the housewives did stop by. And so there will probably be camera crews. This will be highlighted. And maybe this was her way to get a contract. Who knows? Things, crazy things have happened to get a contract on the housewives. I'm just saying. Wow. But I, I, I'm sending all the love because that's a scary, scary thing. Hopefully this happened. Who knows how Daily Mail found out first. Um, because I would assume this happens. You don't just go and call Daily Mail, right? I don't know. Um, But yeah, we're we're sending all the love and especially to the kids and her. Um, But that's your T-Report. Got more coming up next hour. And we have lots coming up uh, about divas in the desert. Yeah, it's next hour. Okay, stick around for that. Palm Springs pottying. Now, coming up on the show. Pottying? Pottying. So Palm Springs is using the potty? (laughs) 
partying. Partying. Oh. Uh, next up, why even some vaccinated parents aren't planning to rush to g- uh, give kids a COVID vaccine. That is next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Many vaccinated parents aren't planning to rush to give their kids a COVID shot because they are uncomfortable with the data. And Dr. Wendy Hassan joins us right now, a pediatric critical care doctor and fellow of the American Academy of Pediatrics as we dive in. Thanks for being here. I'm really excited to be here. And actually, Shira, as I was reading your um, profile, I'm getting to know you a little bit. I saw you described yourself as a passionate, fun-loving Canadian Jew. So I think that you and I are cut from the same cloth. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, she did her research. That's fun. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I, I love this also because you're both a doctor and you're also a parent. So I'm sure you've had a lot of people in your life come to you with questions and hesitancies around this. And what do you say? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the first thing I want to say is, you know, the first thing I say to them is that I absolutely understand, um, you know, as a parent and a pediatrician, I understand the anxiety that um, comes from all of these decisions. The pandemic has been a terrible, terrible time uh, for parents having to make decisions. Um, And so when I talk to my friends, my family, my patients, I just tell them, you know, I've been following this research and this data from day one as both a parent and a doctor. And I can say with confidence that I know that these vaccines are safe and effective. Hmm. Yeah, I think that it's really interesting hearing the hesitation from vaccinated parents, (laughs) which is like wild. Um, But I know there's also some concerns about the vaccine trials for children. Can you talk to us a little bit about those and why parents are even feeling hesitant around those? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I want to just say, um, you know, to address the hesitancy up front, um, outside of the trials, I think there's just this incredibly false narrative out there that kids just aren't affected by COVID. And I think it's um, lured people into this false sense of security for their for their children. But the reality is, is that almost 700 children in the U.S. have died from COVID. There's been almost 24,000 hospitalizations uh, for kids with COVID. And I don't find those numbers reassuring. And I just think that's a false narrative. Um, to touch on your question about the vaccine trial, I absolutely understand why parents would look at this incredibly small study for the 5 to 11-year-olds and say, you know what, that's just too small. I really want more information. But the reality is, um, you know, actually, Dr. Paul Offit from the FDA panel said it best. You're never going to know everything. And the question is whether you know enough. And I feel very strongly as somebody who's followed the science that we absolutely know enough. You know, I can tell you what we do know. We know COVID is, can be harmful for children. We know that it's harmful for children, not just physically, but mentally. We know it adds a burden to families. Mm-hmm. And we know that these vaccines are, are safe and, um, and effective. And it can keep kids in school. It can keep parents at work. You know, there's a lot of benefits to these vaccines outside of the physical benefits. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, what most parents are worried about is myocarditis. And we should talk about that. My thing is, I'm not shocked that the the trials have been small because if the parents are hesitant, then they're not going to give their, put true. their kids into these trials being like, I don't want my kids to be subjected to that. So I totally, I would understand why that, and that trial we're talking about only included like 1,500 children uh, aged mm-hmm. from 5 to 11, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. And you know what's funny about that is that actually a large majority of the children who were enrolled in that study were actually the children of um, physicians. Um, and I think that just speaks oh, wow. to, you know, actions speak louder than words. The people who have been following the science yeah. on this feel very confident that these vaccines are safe. And that's why you see 
so many um, children of physicians in these in these trials. I actually myself tried to enroll my son in a trial, but there was nothing within like an eight hour driving distance. That makes sense. Wait, so you mentioned something before that people are worried about. It started with an M. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So I think the thing that think that parents are most worried about is the risk of myocarditis, That's it. Um, which is an inflammation of the heart that you can see after you get the vaccine. Um, but you can also see this inflammation of the heart much more significantly from getting COVID. And so one of the problems with the trial being this small is that you're not going to be able to detect really rare side effects like myocarditis. But what I can say is that we know a lot about myocarditis after the vaccine at this point. What we know about it is that it's going to be very, very unlikely in the 5 to 11 population. We have good data that shows that it's most common in the 16 to 29-year-old males. And, you know, this dose that we're giving kids is actually a third of the adult dose. So I think in general, it's going to be much less likely in children, and we're giving them a, a much smaller dose. And so I really just don't think we're going to see high rates of heart inflammation in this population. But most importantly, and I can tell you because I see this every day, COVID virus itself can cause significant, significant heart problems. And this can, you know, impact kids having to be in the hospital and can influence them for a whole lifetime. So for me, I would hand down, take the risk for my own child of this small, small risk of post-vaccine inflammation to guarantee that my child would be protected from the severe heart effects that can happen from COVID. Yeah. It's like, do the pros outweigh the cons? I mean, that's with anything. And so uh, obviously you gave us your, your thoughts and the data, but what do you think that the medical community can do to get these uh, vaccine hesitant parents on board? Yeah, I think, you know, these vaccine hesitant parents, they're really smart. And they just want accurate information. And so I think that we need to be really honest with parents about what we know and what we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really important that parents can feel comfortable going to their medical home, so going to their pediatrician and having these conversations about their personal risk. So what is the personal risk to my child, to my family? And have conversations about their risk, risk tolerance because every family's risk tolerance is different. And so I think number one, we have to give accurate information. And number two, I honestly think most of these parents just need time. They need to see kids get vaccinated and they need to see that kids are out there living their life back in school, doing all the things that healthy kids do. I think parents need to see that to know that they're making the right choice for their, for their child. One thing that parents also need to know is what will really happen if they don't get their kids vaccinated? That's a great question. And, you know, let me say COVID is going nowhere. COVID is going to stay circulating in our community for a long time. So in my opinion, it's not if your kid gets COVID, it's when your kid gets COVID. And so I think, you know, I'm, I'm so happy that the majority of kids uh, do just fine when they get COVID, but the consequences of not being vaccinated are number one, there is this risk of having really significant Um, health problems and long-term complications, death, um, and long COVID. We know that up to one in seven teenagers can have long COVID. Mm. And then there's all of the other, um, you know, non-physical aspects of COVID that are affecting children. Um, You know, kids are coming in and out of school because they're constantly quarantining and things are getting shut down. And that's impacting kids' schooling. It's impacting their mental health. We're currently in a huge, you know, children's mental health crisis. 
And this affects families. I mean, most families don't have the resources to tolerate, you know, their kids coming home, you know, having to be home from school for 14 days um, and not being able to provide a living to their family. So I think that vaccinating children is so much, it's about so much more than their physical health. It's about physical, mental health, financial viability for families. Mm -hmm. Well, that was Dr. Wendy Hassan, a pediatric critical care doctor and fellow of the American Academy of Pediatrics. Thank you again. We really appreciate it. Hope to have you back. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Next up, the real-life wolf of Wall Street is going viral on TikTok after this life advice. And let me just say, points are made. That's next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. The real life wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort, has gone viral on TikTok. He has like 3 million followers now. Oh. If you don't know who he is, he was played by Leonardo DiCaprio in the movie adaptation of his memoir in 2013. You know, Wolf of Wall Street, right? Uh, yeah, I know the movie, but I've never really actually seen it fully through. So yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio was playing a real guy who did this whole... Get Rich scheme was actually put in prison and then came out um, of prison and has since kind of become this inspirational figure for a lot of people. After scamming? Uh, yeah, I yeah, pretty much. That's interesting. Yeah, and he's he's a, he kind of shared his story and has attempted to redeem himself in different ways. How do you redeem yourself after scamming? Um, well. I think, yeah. I mean, he's like basically apologizes and he learned his lesson after it. That's I mean, all I don't know that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know the story that well. Yeah. Uh, but for some reason, yeah, he he was indicted for securities fraud, money laundering. So yeah, and I think after that, 
after he 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 I shared his story very publicly, and of course, it became a movie. He became some sort of hero for many people. Um, and so, which is fascinating. <laughs> when you think wow. about it, and you tell how he became famous and all that. You're like, well, that's interesting. A little strange. Yes. Have, well, anyway, now, now he is an inspirational speaker and he does things the right way. Uh, but he did encourage this 25-year-old. <laughs> yeah, that we know of. Uh, he did encourage this 25-year-old on TikTok who's working this 9 to 5, making 60K a year. And he said... You need, you know, you could and you need to think bigger if you want financial security and to actually quit her day job and follow her dreams because you're not going to be you're going to be a slave to your job until basically you retire and you barely have any money. And he just thinks it's like not the right way to do things. So do you feel that way? Do you feel like the the idea of thinking bigger, uh, maybe going after a life of perhaps instability. I'm not taking any advice better. from a scamming ass white man. Let's let's start there. Sixty k at twenty five. Yeah, that is pretty good. I think was rebuilt actually. Like he, while well, he did this originally and made a ton of money, he also rebuilt his wealth. I love that you're just well. finding the 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 <laughs> rainbow in this awful story. You know, I have rainbows all around me, so just the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, really but, all right, so taking away this guy, okay, what are your thoughts? Because there are a lot of people that do preach this, saying that, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's more worth it to go after building your own thing uh, f- for long-term financial gain than possibly having a stable job where you're making less. That's a lot easier said than done, because if you're not someone who looks a certain way or acts a certain way and could thrive in a system that was provided for you to be able to succeed in every way forward. Like in this case, this man went to jail for scamming and still somehow his his beautiful story is that he's an inspirational speaker and Shira sitting here finding the rainbow throughout of it all. You know, that you have to be a certain type of person and a certain type of man to get that type of, you know, opportunity to kind of have that full circle moment. So you have to kind of this is you have to look at this through a nuanced lens. Mm-hmm. Like not everyone can do that. Not everyone has the opportunities to just be like, I'm going to just throw all of that away and do something and for my again. and build for myself from the ground up because no one talks to you about how difficult that really is. No one talks to you about the sacrifices that are having that you have to make, the the moments where you won't have any food to eat or mm-hmm. your bills won't be able to pay. No one's talking about that. It's a lot of easier said than done and so unless you are quote cis hetero white you know and you're a man in this country you probably it's not going to be that easy for you points are made yeah i mean that that is very true i mean when i get asked this and i, I get and i'm not obviously at, at his level or i haven't necessarily i haven't done i don't what know he if did. you want to be I, exactly <laughs> but meaning it's not like i have like all this money in the bank even you know now but i i am an entrepreneur i have a business um i feel very proud of what i've done and i i get asked this like would you rather x or z- this or z or whatever uh and i think you could actually do both like i don't think it's about quitting your day job to pursue your dream of course if you go all in and Mm -hmm. focus on that that helps i do think you have to look at your day job as the investment into the other things oh yeah that day job has to fund yeah exactly creativity and be able to do everything else you want to do otherwise you're going to have a startup or something and you're going to need money anyway and those investors are going to be as much or even more up your 
booty than a day job possibly, right? And more stress around that. So you have more independence actually in your passion projects if you keep your you know your your day job and your own money to float that. Yeah. So just something to think about. And then when you're ready, take the leap, right? I think it's a slow race, slow and steady. Exactly, it's a marathon, not a race. Well, let us know what you think of that. Are you are you down for his uh, Jordan Belfort way or another way? <laughs> At LGT shows where you can find us on social media. Next up, a model posed on Instagram in a certain morbid situation that is causing major backlash. We'll tell you more oh, next. No. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. This Instagram model posed for a picture in a very questionable way. And I want to know if you think this is appropriate. So she was at her dad's funeral and she took a selfie in front of the casket and got a lot of backlash for it. Did she take it too far? Is that just like too much in terms of acknowledging? Like maybe you want to acknowledge a death. It's your way of grieving. You want what to- do you think? Because I, I feel like this show's turning into an interview show with Ryan. She was interviewed <laughs> with Ryan. Just kind of like you know, the, the other day we were talking about your stuff. What do I think? Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I would never in front of a casket. Yeah, I think that is not good. I haven't been to very many funerals, if I'm being honest. I've only been to one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think I would honor, maybe I'd honor my family member with a picture or something, but I wouldn't do it at the funeral. Like, I think that's the time to really be present and be with yourself in the well, fa- when your you're family. Well, influence, you, you got to influence, even at a funeral. You have to influence the... Uh, what, what's your funeral the, outfit? The, the death vertical. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a there's an audience for everyone, and people want to know. I need to know what to wear to my next funeral. And maybe, was her outfit cute? So I'm looking at it right now. It is a cute black uh, a black dress or maybe uh, a one piece. The the casket is open. You don't see the her dad in it. But okay, so you she see thought the arm. about Wait that. Wait a second. You don't see the face, but you see like his arm in back of her. Well, he's in the casket. He's not like he's going to move. I'm sorry. That's in bad taste. That is in bad taste. Yeah, it's not. No good. one asked. It's unless not good. literally, she said, "I know this is weird, but my dad said when this happens." In a jokingly way, he was like, please share it on your Instagram. Like, maybe I can understand that. Oh, Otherwise, I thought that's what you were saying. That's what happened. No, but maybe. You if know, they had that if conversation. That, and it was like, I know this is weird, but this my dad wanted this, so I'm doing it. You I mean, know? there was one photo where she, like, had her her um, her leg kicked up like she was Cinderella or something. It's like, she's on the red carpet. Yeah, I mean, she's a pretty woman. I don't care how pretty you are. This it's is the, the time idea and place, I guess. <laughs> This is not the time and place for this. It's the time or place. At the same time, you know, everyone grieves differently. Exactly. So who are we to judge? I, well, I wasn't judging. Who are we to have opinions? I was judging. Oh. I chose this. I was judging. So, Vanessa, you would not do this. No. All right. It's strange. Well, next up, what Full House's Lori Laughlin is doing to put the past behind her. But is it enough? That's and more next on What's Trending This Hour. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Hope you're enjoying some great music here on Channel Q. More to come. But right now we've got some great stories that are trending today, including including Lori Laughlin, who is trying to do something special to put her past behind her. That's in the tea report in a moment. You know, she 
This is the Full House mom who went through the whole college scandal. Well, if don't you forget. explain it. I'm going to explain I'm it. I'm just saying, just some context. Uh, plus, <laughs> That's what the D reports for. <laughs> Uh, plus, uh, we're going to tell you more about this uh, woman who went viral on social media for her secret to losing 80 pounds. Stick around for that conversation later this hour. What? First, let's get into some what's trending this hour. Uh, the U.S. is has issued the first passport with a third gender option, which is amazing. Uh, according to the advocate, which um, I'm trying to pull, sorry, my computer. I've been having like major issues with my computer, so I was having oh, the you know, spinning. I was having, some I was having the spinning wheel of death. We try not to print out papers here because we're saving the earth. But anyway, let's go do the story. Um, so the Department of State. Uh, they said continues the process of updating its policies regarding gender markers on U.S. passports to be- better serve all U.S. citizens. And they work closely with other U.S. government uh, agencies to ensure a smooth travel experience for all passport holders, regardless of their gender identity. So they said the ex-gender marker option will be available to passport applicants in early 2022. This is according to the State Department, which is really great. So now you'll be able to get your U.S. passport with a third ex-gender marker. Love it. Now, today's hearing about the fossil fuel industry's alleged efforts to mislead the public about climate change had Representative Katie uh, Porter losing it while questioning big oil execs about their leases on public land. We already have 13.9 million acres. This is equivalent to Maryland and New Jersey combined. How much more do you need? How much more acreage? You have two of our 50 states at a price that makes the Louisiana purchase look like a ripoff and you're not even using it. What more do you need? Iowa, Colorado, Virginia, our public land belongs to the American people, not to big oil. When you lobby and you sue so that you could take more of our public land, you're saying too much is never enough. As she needs. Um, so in the video, um, you could see she compares uh, these bricks to the land, and the comparison is uh, really interesting. It's also all happened on Zoom, so people were just saying, like, she looks like she's in her garage with a green screen and everything. But she got a lot of attention for this, and people are just uh, loving how she's really digging into them to take some accountability. Yeah, and also friend of the show. Yes. What? Oh, Has she wait, been on no, the show? Sorry, I got someone else. That was my bad. We I should confused. get her on. Well, I've been wanting to get Katie Porter on the show. Let's do it. Well, yeah. that was somewhat trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news, Ryan? Okay, so you would think Lori Loughlin would stay as far as college, like away from college tuitions as possible, but here we are, back at it again. It's the T Report, those pop culture stories trending right now. Uh, she paid more than $500,000 to cover a pair of college tuitions in the wake of her convention, uh, conviction in the college admissions scandal. A source told U.S. Weekly that the Full House actress privately arranged to put two students through four years of college in an effort to put the past behind her. Well, one, the, this is what got you in trouble last time, privately doing everything. <laughs> I'm like, maybe you should be public about it. I don't know. Um, of course, you know her and her husband were indicted in 2019 last year. And last year pleaded guilty in connection with conspiracy to commit wire fraud. Um, the couple admitted in court they paid a mission uh, fixer, Rick Singer, $500,000 to arrange for the um, USC to recruit their daughters, Isabella Rose and Olivia Jade onto the school's rowing team, despite that they had no background in the sport. 
Now, the source is saying uh, she's trying to basically, she wants to be able to move on in the wake of the scandal as she feels uh, the stigma attached to her by people who don't want her to have any success. Uh, The source also says she has served her time in jail, completed her probation, community service, and paid all of her court uh, fines. Um, My thing is, yeah, I think this, I guess this is sweet, but at this point, I don't think anyone's caring. And you keep doing stuff privately, this is just going to make you, I don't know. I don't know who told her that was a good move. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I, I I get that she wants to kind of give back, but is she kind of needs to just stay away from colleges. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she should. I, I agree. Um, now, let me tell you, because that was your tea report, let me tell you about this really awesome thing that we're doing. Channel Q and the Morongo Casino Resort and Spa are kicking off Palm Springs Pride Weekend with our first annual Divas in the Desert drag show galore. Mm. Hosted by Channel Q's AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon and starring drag diva Rosemary Galore and Friends. Plus, the first 25 people to arrive get their first drink free. So join us Thursday, November 4th from 8 to 11 p.m. at the Morango Casino Resort and Spa and kick off Palm Springs Pride with Channel Q and the true queens of the desert. For more details, head over to wearechannelq.com. Love that. Well, next up, is the 40-hour work week too much? Well, this writer has her take on how to deal with it, and it might not be the answer you're looking for. That's next. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Are you okay with the 40-hour work week? Are you sick of it and you want an alternative? Well, this is a question on a lot of people's minds, including as places even in Europe. You know, they're all about work-life balance. Uh, They have a four-day week. Iceland just announced. Well, here in the U.S., I feel like a big conversation that pops up is like, how do we change this up? Is it possible? Uh, But according to this article by journalist Roxanne Gay in the New York Times... She kind of puts it, um, gives us the tough love. She she makes it very clear. She goes, the 40-hour work week is, in fact, life. And that's basically it. That's her, basic, her advice to everyone who's wondering, can it be easier? Well, can it be? What, what? I, I've always been on the side of, like, I don't think that's ever going to happen getting less than 40 hours a week. Yeah. Like having, I've, because capitalism is too strong in this com- in this country and the systems that it's built on. So it's kind of like, there's just no way that that's going to happen. Yeah. And she even brings up an interesting point that even if the options were there, how it's more demanding than some people might think, whether, whatever industry you're in, you know, she, she's talking about academia. But also, if you're running your own business, there are just responsibilities that you have. Yeah, I think it's up to you as, I guess, a, you know, a fully functioning adult, unfortunately. And in the in this current systems that we're set up in, it's kind of falls back on you to have your own work-life balance, to figure out what that looks like so you're not getting, you know, burnt out and all these things. That's kind of what the system tells you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Because at the end of the day, capitalism, if you don't do the job, someone else will. If you're complaining out about 40 hours a week, someone else will do that or more, you know? And, like, also, people do more than 40 hours a week. Like, people do mm-hmm. 50, 60 hours a week. And so it's just like... Yeah, if anything, she said, you know, having that for a full-time job, if that's the max amount of hours you work, that's not even that bad. But have we, yeah, just lost a sense of the other possibility? Meaning in that, are we just so stuck in this idea that this is the only way because of all these systems that, you know, we're more willing to fall back on what we know works and where we'll get results versus thinking of something beyond that or bigger than that? Um. I don't know if it's that simple of just being able to envision what it could look like if we do something else different. Unless, like, there's a complete takedown of, like, the current systems. I keep feeling like I keep, like, bringing it back to that. It's it's going to be a little bit more difficult to to kind of have that thought process that you kind of have in the sense of like, oh, we should be able to envision that and implement it and, and, and look at other models and other countries and all these different things. If we wanted to do that, I feel like we would have done that a while ago. Something major is going to have to happen systemically for that to actually take place. And, and right now, in this current moment, that's just not going to happen. They barely wanted to give folks money in the pandemic when folks were losing their jobs left and right. Republicans were telling us, that you know, if people continue to get all of this unemployment, they're not going to want to want their jobs anymore. We are all like the systems we live in, unfortunately, are all about money. Well, yeah, and the cost of living here, let's be clear, the states is super high. If you were living, say, like I work with someone who lives in Thailand, right? Like they don't need to work as many hours as we work here. Right? They have more free time. There is more natural work life balance because naturally. Things cost less. Of course, if you are um, from there, maybe don't have the privilege that this person has, you could say it's it's leveled out, right? Like, or evened out, like they're making less per hour and then that fits what their cost of living is, right? Yeah. So that happens too. And then if you're, an inter- if you're international, you work there, you're probably working and getting paid what people here in the U.S. get, right? But like the cost of living there is really cheap. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to work as many hours, so that's also the thing. It's like if our cost of living wasn't as expensive, we wouldn't necessarily have to work as many hours to keep up. So that, that's like that—that that is the reality too. And and the scary that's not part, change overnight. Well, no. And the scary part—it's yeah. actually getting worse before it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about that's why I said something major is going to have to happen yeah. for us to be like, oh, just like we saw the pandemic play out. That things have to happen for us to realize, oh, we can't, we have to be, we can use Zoom, we can work remotely. That had, that was a major devastation to this, uh, this world and this country for us to just realize that remote work was a real thing and that it could happen. How ridiculous is that? Like, you know, and we shouldn't have to wait, like, be a little kid and touch the hot stove and realize, oh, we touch that, it's, it, we get too hot before we well, do something. The thing you know? that's gonna happen. But whether it be a system breakdown and build, rebuild, you know, which you could say is kind of happening very slowly. We're in it right now. Is that everyone's a lot of people are leaving this country. They're going to live in Portugal. They're going to live somewhere like Canada. They are leaving. Which is a different conversation because those people that live in these other spots, especially in different countries, we're kind of coming over and impacting their like and driving the natives out. 
in in that way. You know that that's a that's a huge conversation when it comes to the people who live there, who are born there, well, the indigenous folks. Well, it's, it's yeah, we're it's both. Incre- we're you're increasing, increasing it, but um, you're also the, the coming in the cost there. Yeah, yeah, and so that's kind of driving them out because they won't be able to afford it. Well, it seems like everything's messed up no matter what we try to. <laughs> well, I just think about. Stuff I, I like do that, think though, you know? and and we'll wrap this up. Um, and easier said than done. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. mindset is huge because. I've, I, and just like you probably, Ryan, mm-hmm. I've gone through stages of my life where I'm like, I don't know if I could take this, right, all this. And then I have stages where I'm doing the same amount of work, if anything more, but my mindset is different. And that does make a difference. Mindset is very, very important. If you kind of get yourself adjusted and and realize, okay, I am in this situation. How can I continue to be happy while in this situation? There you go. There you go. Yeah. You'll figure it out. That's the key. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. This woman lost 80 pounds on a uh, unique diet. What was her diet, you might ask? She eliminated social media. The social media diet. Uh, she had started to gain weight, she said, um, and she decided to just take matters into her own hands. And it wasn't just about the food. She realized, you know, what she was consuming on social media wasn't helping either. She said she was scrolling down her feed, seeing endless cakes, ice cream, sugary drinks, and pizzas. It was constant subliminal messaging telling me to go and have a snack. And then when she realized how distracting Facebook and Instagram were, she shut it all off. And that's when she started to see things change. Which is an interesting uh, thing to do. I actually thought she was going to say just the the triggers of just looking at social media and seeing everyone else and comparing yourself could like mess your own process up. But it's interesting that it was that, that it was actually feeding her um, things that she was trying to, I guess, get away from. Um, I just hope that she is doing it for herself and not for anyone else. Of Yes. Um, that's always. Are you going to say, hope. of course? Of course, that's always the hope. Yeah. I was like, we don't know what. We don't know what. Yeah, we don't know. What changed, like, why she wanted to embark on this journey. I just want a lot of times when it comes to fat folks in, in this world, they're often only doing it to get some sort of approval from society. Mm. So I just hope that. When she let go of social media, she let go of any of the attachments of doing this for anyone else except for her. Definitely. Well, now she it seems she's activated her social media account again. I mean, she's getting attention. She's all over the internet for this story, and which uh, is weird. She's only getting. That's a whole other conversation. We can have a whole other conversation about why she's really getting attention. The media loves these before and after stories, right? Which is so problematic. Uh, I like the idea of deleting social media and coming back to you, but... Delete yes. your social media right now. I dare you. I don't want to do for myself. I dare you. Including when my brand is based around it. I dare you. I'm doing truth. Truth. We'll do a truth. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do it. Oh, my God. Does that mean you're addicted to social media? Um, you could see if it maybe is You don't have to delete it. You can just like, you know, you don't have to delete it all the way. You can just like. What? Pause it. You know. I think I could just not look at it. Not, then delete Instagram and Twitter off. Oh, I could delete, delete it off Delete it off your phone. But then I'd have to. Uh, delete TikTok too. I'd have to make sure that I have my passwords to get back on. Really? <laughs> Yeah, it's happened before I've gotten locked out. So I'd rather not uh, do that. But 
It's an interesting challenge. We should do, we should actually do it. It gives me anxiety. Well, like, how about you find out your passwords? Yes. What if we make this a let's go there challenge? Ooh. You find out your passwords and have them hidden, and then we take like three months off of social media. Three months? Let's, Just so as I'm see, starting to make money on let's social see, media. Let's see who can do it. Uh, and then we can we can maybe we can bet it or something. We can okay. bet on it. Yeah, I'm totally into this. I'm actually. It can be an experiment. I'm more into this idea of being on social media or your phone a certain amount of time a day and then putting it down. And so she like, is yeah. addicted and she's never going to put it down. Exactly. <laughs> you got me. I am guilty as charged. But why don't you do it and let us know how it goes. So you don't want to do it with me? I'll think about it. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. We're wrapping up our show as we always do with our Yaz Queen of the Day. Yeah. Yes, Queen. Now, this is a very special one in honor of Day of the Dead. It's from Doritos Mexico, a commercial that's going viral worldwide with a very surprise ending. So Day of the Dead is a holiday to commemorate loved ones who have died. In the Spanish language ad, a family approaches a grave covered with traditional offerings, plus a bowl of the snack chips. Of course, they had to add that in. A, uh, a girl is eating the chips in the background, but when the deceased man's sister says that she misses him, and we, we would play this, but it's a Spanish ad, obviously, um, a ghostly version of Uncle Ar- Alberto appears, um, and they say, hi, Uncle, how is everyone? And he basically introduces the family as a ghost to his new partner, Mario. Um, and the family are just like, wow, we thought you'd be alone forever. And the tagline at the end is, it's never too late to be who you are. I know, so I love this video. Yeah, it's really I love nice. this little commercial. It's really cute. So congrats to Doritos for doing it right. You know, a lot of times brands mess it up, but they figured this one out. Um, and that's our Yes Queen of the Day. Yeah. Yes, Queen. That also does it for our show today, but we are back tomorrow wrapping up the week with you live here on Channel Q. We've got more music. We've got more stories, more news. We're going to be talking about the mental health benefits of horror movies and so much more uh, live here on Channel Q, 2 to 6 p.m. Pacific, 5 to 9 p.m. Eastern weekdays. And we also have a podcast, so we uh, take all our show and edit it down as a podcast. Go to the Odyssey app or our podcast. Podcasts are available and search Let's Go There. We are sending you love and light. And honey, remember to slay. Now stick around for Love Line with Dr. Chris right after this, where he's talking about dating app burnout and what to do about it. That's next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.